This is a HeadGum Original. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So what's a single gal like you doing rattling around this big house? Well, I assure you, I'm married to a man, a human one. One. What's it We are an unusual couple. Oh, I don't think that was ever in question. We just don't know what to expect. Howdy, neighbors. Hey, buddy. Wanda, what's up? Who are you? I don't know. Something's wrong here. Wanda, can you read me? Who's doing this to you? Are you here to help us? <laughs> this is our home. Then let's fight for it. Well, I think we handled that well. We are. And we know everything now about Marvel. We (laughs) are Marvel experts. We really are at this point. This is the 18th episode of the fifth Mm -hmm. season. We have been working our way with the MCU with the help of fellow newcomers, super fans, sometimes even people who've contributed. And now we're going to be discussing the first four episodes of WandaVision, which is available on Disney+. And obviously, we're going to spoil these episodes Mm-hmm. Um, so accept that and run with it. Okay, Nicole, what did you think of WandaVision? Okay. Here's a hot take. Yeah. I'm kind of sad we're coming to the end. I think I'm enjoying my time now. Holy fucking <laughs> shit. Because I think I really liked, I did not like the first one. I said, yeah. Uh-huh. 
The second one I said, well, okay, I have to watch two, the three more or two more. And then the third one, I was like, wait, this is fun. And then the fourth one, I was like, yabba dabba doo. That's pretty much how I felt because at first I thought, I actually thought it was all going to be like sitcom style. And I was like, Mm -hmm. that's good. I like this. And then the first one, I was like, oh no, I can't watch all of it like this. Mm -hmm. This is so not interesting, actually. And then as it progressed, I, and then when it became the 70s, I was like really way more yes. interested. I was like, is it going to be the 80s? Is it going to be the 90s? I mm-hmm. was very interested. And then when it became like, oh, it's happening in this sort of alternate reality or whatever, I really was into it. I was really surprised. Yeah. Um, and people did say in advance of us watching this that like four is not enough and you're not getting the full experience. So, I mean, I think... We, I mean, it sounds like we both might keep going a little bit, am I right? I actually might. I was like, I don't have very much to do after this. I might finish it. They're not the longest episodes. They're not. And there also is that like 10 minutes at the end that's just credits or something, which it's I don't insane. know why they have I don't 10 understand. full minutes of credits. Um, we're very excited for our guest today. Emma Fife. Emma Fife is a producer, writer, and host at Fandom. She was recently a cast member on D&D Beyond's YouTube Dungeons & Dragons live play series, Battle for Beyond, and can be seen on Dropout's game show, Um Actually. Welcome to the show, Emma. We're so excited to talk Hello, about Emma. Very excited to be here. Thank you for having me. You know, Lauren, I was thinking about your comment about the credits and how there's just like 10 minutes of extra credits on the very end of every Marvel thing. So the thing that is a little bit of a relief about that is every time, because I was just reviewing Obi-Wan over at Fandom, and so I had to like get up and watch it in the morning because we did our reviews at 11 a.m. on, you know, technically the day that it dropped because it came out at midnight. So I would like see that an episode was 40 minutes and the Star Wars shows are the exact same way. So I'd be like, oh, okay, 40 minutes. That means it's actually only a half hour. Not so bad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That is, after we've watched like hours and hours and hours Mm -hmm. of these things, it's it's really a plus when you're like, oh, the last 10 is just... Just, just credits. the credits. <laughs> and I don't have to pay attention to it. No, no, yeah, no. I like that they were only like, because you got the the like recap, the theme song. I was like, this is only really 20 minutes of content. It's true. And this is my cup of tea. <laughs> it <laughs> Not is. Not too much information. <laughs> and I liked uh I liked the characters in that 50s style. I thought it was so I thought it was such a unique way to take this whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Like I it was so much more my speed. And I was like, oh wait, we could have been doing shit like this. Or like you could take these yeah, characters the and put time? them into like whatever you want them to do. Uh-huh. And it's not mm-hmm. to be like, I don't know. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. And then I liked how it did line up with, okay, my favorite movies, I guess, are Endgame and Infinity War. Oh, my so it like, God. It like lined up with the blip, and I was like, the yeah. blip! I, yeah. I did feel like when, when the blip crust was flying around the hospital, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Nicole's happy. <laughs> because I truly was like, oh, we get more of this story. And I mean, it was good because I think that was like the, one of the best things that happened in the whole franchise that mm-hmm. we've watched. Like that was one of the strongest storylines. And so it's nice that it's connecting. But I did I think, think of you. it's it's interesting because if you think about like real life, if people just disappeared for fucking five years, we would never stop talking about no, it. No, no, no. We would talk yeah. about it forever. Yeah. Like, yeah, you went a fucking way. Yeah. yeah. And like, what happened to you <laughs> yeah. while you were gone? We had normal life here. Yeah, we yeah. had to replace you at your job. Sorry about it. Well, <laughs> and that's the thing, too, with, with the whole blip and people coming back is, you know, the, in episode four of this, uh, when Monica's having a conversation with her mom's doctor, there is like literally a, oh, no, I just fell asleep in this chair for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And now here I am again. Yeah, I know. That was so fucking crazy. That was really sad when she comes back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll get into all that in a very mm-hmm. deep way soon. <laughs> um, but Emma, will you tell us about 
your experience with Marvel? Like, how did yes. you get into Marvel? Yeah. And how familiar are you with the whole universe? Well, I have been in the sort of nerd broadcasting space <laughs> for quite some time. Uh, so it's kind of been, I've I've almost felt like part of my job in a way to keep up with what's been going on in all of the Marvel stuff. I was really good with like the first couple phases of Marvel of totally keeping up. And then my job kind of pivoted more into video games and less into like film and television. So I didn't necessarily feel the need to watch every single Marvel movie if it Uh didn't seem all that interesting to me. But WandaVision is one that actually I, uh, I, I did watch all of from start to finish. I actually reviewed the whole thing on a podcast with a couple of my friends called Geek Buddies um, because they were all men and they felt like uh, they couldn't do a podcast that is deeply about a, a woman's uh, emotional breakdown um, without the perspective <laughs> of an actual woman. <laughs> That's so good. Good, That's good on good. them. Yeah. Good boy. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah. And, and when WandaVision came out in early 2021, I, I, you know, I was a little depressed, I think. Mm, uh, heard of it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So as I was figuring out how deeply depressed I was, I was going on this journey with Wanda, and uh, it was it was a very meaningful show to me. Well, it feels like it was for a lot of people at the time, because everyone was talking about it, but of course it yes. was not something I was interested in at yeah, that point. Yeah, it's funny. I heard so much about it, and I was like, not for me. I know. Bye-bye. I was like, I guess I don't get to watch that, seeing <laughs> as I don't know what's going on at all. And people said you could watch it without knowing other stuff, but it feels like, and at first I was, because actually I knew that people said like it, it connects a lot to the to the whole franchise, but I was like, after the episode one, I was like, how is mm-hmm. this connecting? I yeah. don't even see, like they're going to make references. I don't really care if they make references. <laughs> and then, you know, as we see. But then that I felt like I was like in on a secret. I was like, I know about the blip. Yeah. Also, when it happened in Spider-Man, I was so happy. I love the blip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> also, somebody on Twitter, I don't know if you saw it, Lauren. They the... put that whole Thanos thing to um somebody. Somebody to, and I screamed. Oh no. It was honestly so really happy. good. I was so glad that person did that. <sighs> that was amazing. Oh God. Yeah. I mean, that's interesting. You must, Emma, you must have like be in a kind of a boys club with a lot of the stuff that you do. You know, I am. It's it's really interesting because, and I think that, that that's kind of, as I've gotten older, one of the things that has been very freeing is being like, I just, I don't care what people <laughs> think. Because as, as a woman, you know, in this space, you're held to a totally different standard than men are. Like when men don't know what's going on, it's funny. If a woman doesn't mm-hmm. know what's going on, she's a fake nerd. And she is, <laughs> they only put her here because she's a girl and she has boobs, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah. totally. That's funny. Yeah. I feel like for us, when we don't know what's going on, they're like, they're fucking idiots on their phones. Yeah. They're all listening. Yeah, exactly. I'm the like, last okay. post Lauren, people were, they were like, someone said they didn't mention that Captain America picked up Thor's Stop. hammer and how I, amazing wait, it was. Whoa. And then someone else was like, you think they they remembered that no one oh, else could no. touch Thor's hammer. And I was like, a lot happens in these movies. Yeah. This stuff took a lot. I, actually, I, I did can't remember that. It. I can't remember that. I but, actually uh, do remember. Okay, see, and also we don't mention everything we remember. <laughs> yeah. I, that's just yeah. how talking works. But <laughs> I feel <laughs> like... Also, also, this is what? Like an hour-ish long podcast? Uh-huh. And yeah. Endgame yeah. is a three-hour movie? Yeah. We have uh-huh. to get through the <laughs> yeah. shit. Okay? Just the highlights. <laughs> oh my God. Seriously. Um, also, there was a whole thing that people were going on and on about on Twitter that I was pretty confused by. And Leah... 
I feel like oh, no. we might need you to win. <laughs> Wait, what happened? Okay, there was one person who was like explaining to us why oh, Captain the timeline? Marvel. Yes, because we basically said mm. I, I don't even know. I don't even know what we said on the show that led this mm-hmm. person to tweet this. But basically, this person was <laughs> he explaining had to pause the podcast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> famously. They, yeah, right. That um that the reason like Captain America has existed on the normal like timeline with Peggy marries her, all this stuff. That's why his photos on her desk. I'm like, no, I thought she just remembered him, loved him and he's gone. I don't understand how that could be possible because then that would be Captain America opting to not do Captain America. And also like that would, that wouldn't that also make Peggy Carter's niece his niece and they were sort of yep. almost See, that's really fucked thing. up. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, this is yeah. huge. Not to mention he went and visited her when she was on her deathbed. Yeah. And yeah. And they hadn't been married the whole time. Right. Well, no. I was going to say too, because like in Agent Carter, aren't we meant to believe, Leah, that that <laughs> other guy is who <laughs> Peggy yes! has a thing with and marries and has children yes! with? Yes. This is what wow. I've been holding back for months. Thank you. Wow. Okay, so she has a whole other timeline, but then he blips back into her life yes. and basically yeah, so makes that, her marry him. That's yes. another multiverse, but he like blips back to before any of the stuff in Agent Carter, I think. And then it's no, it's uh, oh, trust me. I or have. is it okay, Leah? So I, I trust I, you. I'm a big fan of the ABC series Agent Carter. <laughs> me too. So when when this happened in Endgame and basically negates all of like the character growth and relationships that Peggy has had on the show, I was very hurt as yeah. like, a fan. So I, I, he comes, he blips, not blips, or he like okay. time travels back a couple years after the end of that show. Mm-hmm. So in theory, she could have ended up with that guy and then. Steve Rogers shows up on her door and she's and like, she was oh, like, never mind. Just kidding. I'm going to go fuck Captain yeah. America. Uh, which is very sad and very upsetting. Yeah. Oh, but like, what, yeah. what kind of message See, is that sending to that? Like Captain America is the only man for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But also when that man was like, it's the same timeline. I truly was like, he doesn't understand women. There is no way a married woman would do her hair to fuck on her deathbed. <laughs> That is so funny. So, like, I was stuck on that. She she was impressing a man she had not seen in a minute. 104. And curled curled her her hair. hair. It's simply not possible. Yeah. (laughs) Here's the thing with the Captain America stuff. There's no answer given in the movie, whether he went to an alternate universe or has always been... Peggy's wife this whole time and he went to the and then I guess just drove up to meet Bucky. Yeah. Mm. And Sam, the writers of the film have given one answer in interviews and the directors of the film have given a different answer in interviews. <laughs> Shouldn't they be on the same so, page? Mm. One would hope. And the Peggy was hit, married to him all the time negates the rules for time travel that they set up in the movie. Mm-hmm. So it's... I. It's frustrating. Yeah. We were just corrected and incorrectly on Twitter. Yeah. Basically is what I, I, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's yeah. one interpretation. It's not an interpretation but whoever you are, you're that a I like. fan and we love you. Yes. Thank you for listening. <laughs> and you gave us fodder to talk about this week. You did. That was fantastic. Okay. Yep, I've, been, I've been waiting for someone to give a more definitive answer to that specific question for a very long time. I thought the Loki show was going to do it because it deals oh, a yeah. lot with like time travel and they didn't really... 
So, I don't know. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's mul- how they keep me hooked, and, I guess. And multiverses and variants on yeah. existing people within, I guess, our timeline being the main timeline. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Very unclear. Well, I'm confused again. <laughs> stream, stream Agent I Carter. That's a good it. show. It is a good show. I don't show. know if I will. I, yeah. I don't see fine. it happening, but I do feel a yeah. little interested. Um, Wait, is that part of the, um, like, is that canon? Agent Carter? I mean, I guess it's not, not now, but maybe. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, should we do the Daily Bugle? Yeah. Za, za, za. The Daily Bugle. <laughs> is there a new segment? But we're going to give a recap of what's been going on in the MCU. Ooh, Howard Stern may have accidentally leaked his involvement in the MCU related to the character Dr. Doom, who, which has not been announced by Marvel Studios on a hot mic during a commercial break on his Whoa. show. Ooh, Ooh I, well, I love Howard Stern. I think well, he's really fun. Is it live? I guess he, well, he's on Sirius, so I guess he has must have some live element, right? Mm. Um, I, I want to put in my own news story here before we Ooh. I went to California this my Adventure and I went to Marvel, <laughs> um, Marvel Land and I <laughs> met Loki. And let me wow. just say that I, it was the end of the night. I was with my nephews who are children and I <laughs> screamed out. Loki! And then he was literally being whisked away by two women dressed in costumes that were appropriate for the situation. I don't know who they were. And then I was like, please take a picture with me. Please take a picture with me. I begged him to, take, to stop and take a picture. He made a couple little jokes and then I did the picture. And then as my nephews were watching me take it, I thought, oh, they should probably take one with him too. That makes a lot more sense. And then I was like, you guys have to do it. And then one of them was like, okay. Then I was like, no. And then he was like, one for two or whatever. He said something Loki-ish. <laughs> and then um, he did it. And that was very nice. And I loved it. And we went to the Marvel area. Has anyone else on this podcast been there yet? I no. have not been to it, Avengers Campus. Th- it feels like they're, it's very, um, not exciting to look at, I will say. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like just buildings, sort of. But my nephews were really into it, and there was a store called Web Suppliers that was like a <laughs> Spider-Man store that my oh, nephew was obsessed. And we didn't, we wanted to wait to buy him a present there till the end so we wouldn't have to carry it around all day. And then he kept being like, we have to go to Web Suppliers. We have to go to Web Suppliers. It was like so cute. And then uh, my husband, Mike, did go to Pim industries kitchen whatever pim's kitchen whatever it's called oh yeah yeah or and he he was he went by himself with our baby while we went and did other activities and it took him about an hour to get through there was like a whole long line he said it was basically like waiting for a ride and, oh, no. but, but the food was good at the end of the day um Ooh. impossible meat or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck was served and he was happy. He said it was really good. He said it was like a good Impossible restaurant. Impossible meat was served is maybe my favorite sentence of today. In what form? Uh, impossible meat was served. He definitely ingested impossible meat. Did he get one of those? Because isn't isn't Pim's like test kitchen, whatever, where they do the beers that like fill up from the bottom? Yeah, I'm sure he had a very oh. interesting and fun experience. He did not really tell me anything about it, and he is napping now, so I can't get the full story. He was like, I'm going to keep this experience for me. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't take any pictures, and that's all I know. Um, and all the lines were really long for those rides, so we didn't even ride any of them, but mm-hmm. maybe another day. And and by the way, Disneyland has this new thing that I think is really annoying, where they you can pay to like do Lightning Pass, which is the new version of Fast oh, yeah. Pass, but it's like 20 bucks mm-hmm. a person at certain times. 
And then you're like, $100 to go on a ride faster. It's just crazy. I did do it, but it is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. All right. Well, okay. Next order of business in the Daily Bugle, za-za-za, is that (laughs) Kevin Feige, whose name I still haven't figured out how to pronounce. Kevin Feige. 18 hours into this podcast. And Marvel Studios will be at San Diego Comic-Con in Hall H this summer. It sounds like a given that Marvel would be at Comic-Con, but they opted out of Comic-Con in 2020 and 2021. So this is is seen as a Mm -hmm. big return. Well, it's because they just do all, they were anyway, just doing all their stuff at D23, like Disney's big convention. And then Kevin Feige had something sort of recently where he was talking about, I think it was like right when the Ms. Marvel TV show started and he said something about like, oh, maybe we'll do an Avengers con someday just for like people who are fans of the Avengers Mm-hmm. Etc. Feels like they should. I feel like that would be successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be like Star Wars celebration, but for Avengers. I went. What to- Star Wars celebration? Is that just a it's con a, for it's Star a Wars? Big old Star Wars convention. Yep. Oh. And yeah. is it like do they do they honor the holiday special? They don't <laughs> honor the holiday this special. And honestly, sickening. that is the that is the biggest problem with yeah. Star Wars <laughs> celebration is they have yet to acknowledge the canonical nature of you know. Chewie abandoning his family and, and like the grandpa jerking off to that weird porn. <laughs> yeah, network cooking shows with aliens with multiple yes. arms. Yeah, exactly. I, I like it. I might watch it again. I, I thought I, it was I'll maybe it's it my on. favorite Star Wars movie. I love holiday themed things. What is this? What is the holiday in it called? Does anybody remember that? Oh, Life Day. Life Thank Day. You. Yes. Yeah, Thank you. it's Life Day. Yeah, yeah the, Kevin Feige though. I was at a. I think it was at like a home release event or something for the movie Ant-Man and Kevin Feige was at this event. And because you just see him in the media so often, but you know, it's, he's not in the movie. So I'm like looking at this guy and I'm thinking, I think I know that guy from somewhere. And I literally almost like walked up to him. and was like, hi, I'm Emma. I think we've met before. (laughs) He's like, we haven't met. I'm simply the man behind all of the films. Yes. Name we say every time. And we try to Mm -hmm. say, I think Mm -hmm. we got I like Feige. Um, Feige, 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 does not look the way I thought. I am shocked look. as well. I just googled him. We have never. Googled he him. looks yeah. like kind of like a superhero. <laughs> like yeah, he's yeah. a tall like man. A, yeah. He looks like he might be an evil character. Yes. Yeah. He frequently dresses too in uh, the go-to superhero disguise in all of these films, which is yeah, simply a black a baseball cap. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like a, a baseball cap with a lo- like a specific logo that mm-hmm. uh, yeah. like each one is different. Um, he has a new one every time. Yeah. All right. And he's got a really nice chin. He does have a strong chin. It's very defined. Do I love Kevin (laughs) Piggies? Put us in the film, sir. Please, Kevin, we like your chin. Put us in a movie. I love it. But truly, Kevin, if you're listening, imagine if he listened. Can you imagine if he listened to every episode of this? Wouldn't that be maddening for him? (laughs) What if he was the one writing all of those comments about how you guys don't pay attention? Yeah. Oh, my God. That would be so amazing. He's just creating a bunch of different Twitter accounts to correct you. He's so mad. I love it. He listens every episode to hear if you'll pronounce his name correctly. (laughs) He's like, let's see if they got it this time. And then we did get it right. And then I said, hmm, I'll pronounce it wrong. No, no. Here's our last piece of uh, Daily Bugle. You can now interact with Marvel characters 
on Di- on the Disney Wish cruise ship, which sets sail on her maiden voyage July 14th. I oh, would no. never. Yeah. Oh, no. I, one of my coworkers at Fandom, our managing editor, Eric Goldman, was at this big press event for that. I didn't even know this was happening. And then I just started seeing, like, pictures on his Twitter feed of this. And it is... Wow, uh, they sure spent a lot of money on that. Uh, (laughs) I really dislike being on a cruise ship. I think I will never, ever do that again as long as I can control it. I've never been on one. Me neither. I just don't see it for myself. Yeah, yeah, it was a very specific situation that found me on one, and I Uh did not like it, and I was sick the entire time. Yeah, you know, I really... In my heart, I in my heart, I guess I I knew it wasn't true, but I thought that cruises were maybe something that we're just gonna die with COVID. It seems like they should <laughs> yeah. have, like, because it was so bad at the beginning. Yeah, but no, yeah, everyone being wanted to get back stranded. On. Yeah, I just I don't. I guess it's like an easy way to travel and see multiple places, but you sure. only see them for like two seconds. I think like mm. I don't know. I don't know about this. I don't know about this. And you're also just trapped with all the people, and like it's like a yeah, community yeah. that I don't want to be a part of in general. Ugh. Like I want to be alone when I'm on vacation. I don't. Yeah. Then be... you're like in a little cabin. You know. I thought we evolved past it. You know. It's mm-hmm. like we fly in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Oh, why I, do yeah. we need boats? I just don't like boats really at all. I'm not a boat gal. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, that's a lie. I love a yacht. Let me jump <laughs> off a yacht. I've never been Ooh. on a yacht, I don't think. I've only been on like a, let's get on this yacht and go see dolphins. Uh, yeah. I have. Yeah. I don't have rich friends. Yeah. No. I, I would well, like one though. Kevin. That'd be great if someone wants, yeah, if Kevin Feige wants to take us on a boat. Kevin get us I on will, the Marvel yacht. I'm going to go on the yacht for sure. Or I'm available for that and I will get sick and I don't care. <laughs> Ah, it sounds so fun. Okay, well, let's take a quick break and then we'll jump into WandaVision. This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, From grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, well. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. HeadGum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm-hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code HeadGum at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Ooh, 
Do you want to make your mom smile? Start Mother's Day with flowers or surprise her with gifts from the brand she loves. And guess what? It's delivered with the same day with DoorDash. Get 50% off your next order of up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now on DoorDash. And the promo code is NEWCOMERS. Listen, moms are a gift. I know that best. So give her the best this Mother's Day. Select from hundreds of expertly crafted bouquets to the best of tech to self-care essentials delivered right to the door. Get 50% off your next order up to $15 when you spend $15 plus on your next flower, convenience, grocery, or retail order now with the code NEWCOMERS. That's NEWCOMERS. Order using DoorDash today. Terms apply. Get a Mother's Day gift as unique as she is with DoorDash. And we're back. Okay, WandaVision, written by Jack Schaefer, directed by Matt Shackman, released on January 15th, 2021. So recent. Did they film it during the pandemic or was it before the pandemic? I think they started before the pandemic and then resumed filming during the pandemic once they determined Mm. that it was safe to do so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I want to say... That in 2019, maybe at some point they were doing some stuff on the Universal lot under a code name. I think I saw it on the production. I used to be a tour guide at Universal. You did? Oh, my God. Do you know Steve Slaga? I sure do know Steve Slaga. I helped Steve Slaga get that job. You did? Great. Truly, this is a tangent. But um, I remember, I think we would, we'd like done a show at UCB or something and we were at Birds afterwards and hanging out and I was saying to, and Steve Slago was like he had just finished being the like school manager or whatever at Groundlings and we were talking and he was like yeah I gotta get a new job I was like well Steve we're about to be hiring for tour guides I'd worked there less than a year I think at that point and, uh, and Steve turns to me and he goes I just really want to work at a sit down pizza hut <laughs> it's like, well, Steve, if you'd like Sit to move down. to Nebraska, they've got yeah, your those. options are limited, I think, with where those exist. God, he's so funny. He's so I'd funny. like to work at a sit-down pizza. Yeah. I feel well, like he okay. must have been a great tour guide. Did you like doing that job? I did. Yeah, it was a great gig. I was very part-time uh, as I was getting more and more into doing broadcast hosting, all that kind of stuff uh, my last few years there. But yeah, I, it, I mean, it truly is like it's such a great gig because at the end of the day, it's like I liked the people that I worked with and I worked for directly, like my direct yeah. supervisors I liked. Um, and it was cool to, you know, I could just go on the universe a lot whenever I felt like it. Like yeah, that's n- nobody fun. would give me trouble. I knew how to sneak into the lot and it wasn't even really sneaking. It was it was yeah. it was legal sneaking. And that tour is really cool with all of yeah. the like fun special effects and things. Yeah, yeah. I worked cool for one. um VIP for a long time. So like I would do the tours where we'd actually like get out and walk around and go in the prop department and all that kind of stuff. So. Oh that's yeah. fun. Oh. Yeah, it was neat. <laughs> How'd you get a VIP? Yeah. Was it all was it all VIPs no, or just actually, people who paid so more? It, well, it was mostly just people who paid more. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, but Lauren's some, like, will my money get me VIP? <laughs> your money will get you VIP. Uh, but sometimes you would get, like, especially during, like, Halloween Horror Nights, you a lot of the times uh-huh. would get stuff that was arranged through publicity and have the, like, mm. VIPs, um, which seemed to mostly be 100% based on how many Instagram followers they had. So uh, often I would end up with Mm. people that I'm like, who is this? Yeah. (laughs) But the teens love them. The teens love them. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
All right. Well, WandaVision. <laughs> okay. Now, episode one. This was f- called Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. And in an homage to sitcoms like The Dick Van Dyke Show and I Love Lucy, Wanda and Vision move to a town in New Jersey called Westview. They notice a heart on a calendar indicating that there's some significance to the date. Hijinks ensue when Wanda thinks the date is marking an anniversary and calls on her neighbor Agnes, Catherine Hahn, to help her spice things up, while Vision realizes that the date means his boss and his boss's wife are coming over for dinner. At the end of the episode, we zoom out to see someone watching WandaVision and taking notes. Okay. I mean, it's a it's our shortest summary to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and yeah. it truly covers everything. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, Nailed it. Yeah, I Not didn't. to say nailed it to you. That's annoying. Hey, listen, <laughs> it's okay. It's a part of the zeitgeist. I'm used to it. Um, yeah, I really didn't. I didn't really like this episode. I... I guess I didn't. I didn't get it. I was like, okay, great. Yeah, I this thought like as an actor, probably it was really fun to make. Like, I think that mm-hmm. it's like a fun um, genre and like spoof sort of thing. And the the vision being vision being a character in the fifties in a sitcom is like so weird that I found that kind mm-hmm. of interesting. But in terms of keeping my attention, it was tough. it was a tough one. It was a tough mm-hmm. one. I think I think if I was like a Marvel fan who was just seeing this for the first time, I might've been so intrigued. Like, what are they doing and where is this going? Mm-hmm. And that might've been really exciting. But because I already kind of knew this was a thing, I, I just was kind of like, what is going on? And what, how are we going to get into making this interesting? Yeah. yeah. I think because I did watch it when it came out and even, even without that, just, you know, liking the Marvel stuff in general, I did really enjoy this episode. And I really enjoyed the fact that the show was so bold as to just, present this sitcom episode with no explanation at all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I did like that, mm-hmm. too. And that made me kind of excited because, like I said earlier, with, like, thinking, oh, Marvel, yeah. like, you could take the Marvel people and do anything. And it's like, that's kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, and I also just like some of the very specific, like, sitcom tropes of the time that it called out. Like, when Vision asks at work, what exactly is it that we do here? And they talk about... The input and the output and the and the data, but they don't. It's like, do we mm-hmm. make something? No. <laughs> like, yeah, because I feel like that was pretty standard in sitcoms at the time. That you know, in the fifties and whatnot, that the husband would go to work all day, but you weren't really sure no. what the job what was. Yeah, yeah. And I liked uh, the sort of bewitchy elements of it, yes. and like. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of TV references that, mm-hmm. I, that I got. Um, but the mom from that '70s and show. And by the was way, she she's was. an incredible multicam actress. Mm-hmm. She came in with like some pro level shit with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I felt like everyone was great, but I felt like there was a sort of like performing of multicam, performing of the '50s. Mm-hmm. And she just like did it. Did you know yeah. What yeah. There was a scene where she was like exasperated and she like chose to like look up and had this like dazed look on her <laughs> yes. face and then like came into the I was like, oh, I love that. Tr- yeah. She was really fun to watch. Yeah. So maybe I didn't hate it, but I guess I was like, where are we going? Why? I don't know yeah, for sure. Why? <laughs> yeah. I th- see, I 
I liked living in the Y, I think is, is, is the... Uh, I think yeah. everybody did, because yeah. I remember people were like, what's going on? What's going to happen? Why is it a sitcom? And I was like, mm. I, I can't be right. bothered. And I truly cannot. Also, if I recall correctly, the first two episodes actually came yeah, out together. I was together. just about to say that. They released oh, like the first yeah. two or three, yeah. and, then, and then it was weekly. So that gave you a good, like, a little mini binge. And then honestly, yeah. watching the show in real time was a wild experience. It was so much fun. Oh. Well, because there was so was much theorizing. Mm. And, and and again, it is, it's really interesting to revisit, especially when they have those commercial breaks and things. And people mm-hmm. were like trying to analyze what all the commercials meant. So the one with this one and the toaster oh. and the blinking red light is like supposed to be representative of oh. Wanda and Pietro in Zagovia, like watching the, the Stark uh, like missile or bomb or whatever it was that landed oh. and waiting for oh. it to go off. Okay, yeah. see, I didn't really like get any Me of that. Yeah. I, the commercials were like interesting because the woman in the commercials was so slow and like toned <laughs> yeah, down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is not like anything else. In the show. I don't understand mm-hmm. why it's happening. Yeah, like it was this. such a different tone. Yeah. Um, the commercials were kind of fun though. And Ithamar Enriquez, who is a Chicago improviser in all the commercials, very fun to see him. Um, but yeah, I was wondering like, what is, what is the meaning? But I wasn't thinking it had a meaning. Of course it does. Oh, but of course we didn't think anything had it. We're like, we're we're just watching this. So tell us later. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So episode two, don't touch that dial. When you said homage earlier, Lauren, I was reading along and I was like, homage. Uh, (laughs) Homage. And I was like, yep, that's but you how you pronounce say, that. You can also say in an, well, you could say, homage. It, well, you could say it differently, but now I feel like I can't say it if I say <laughs> no, it. I, I think homage. it's just homage. 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 But I, mean, I don't I think that's, like, but I think, I think that's homage. how that has been said. Um, but homage is, <laughs> but why I think does it have an H in the front? It's well, a, it's, it's, it's a fancy word. I don't know. Like, yeah. Oh, is it French? I actually have no idea. Let's find I assume out. It's, I assume it's French. Um, I, I don't know. Well, in an homage to sitcoms like Bewitched, Wanda and Vision navigate town events like a ladies' lunch, a neighborhood watch meeting, a talent show without revealing that they are a witch and an android. A few strange things pop up like a red helicopter helicopter toy, a voice over the radio, and a beekeeper who emerges from a manhole. At the end of the episode, Wanda seemingly rewinds the action and changes everything into Technicolor. Yeah, which I was glad for. Mm-hmm. Um, also, yeah. I think homage, um, homage, I'm saying it all weird now, but that is a way to say it. <laughs> it doesn't sound right, but it's, it is a fact. Um, but, okay, I was happy when things got in color. I was like, mm-hmm. what's the helicopter that didn't spark anything for me? Yeah, I was like, okay, someone was playing in her yeah. bushes. Yeah, um, the ladies, was this on this episode where the, all the ladies were having their yeah, like, they meeting? Yeah, they're like PTA I, I liked meeting. that, mm-hmm. and I liked the different, like, um, vibes of the women like mm-hmm. the style was very fun I thought it was just fun to look at I, I was just thinking as an actor that it would be very fun to do um, yes but I, I wasn't thinking at this point because I, well I was confused because I remember hearing that it, that WandaVision went into all different genres mm-hmm. but then mm-hmm. I was like we're doing two as this like how long is this gonna go you know that was a little bit yeah, yeah. I was being a little antsy I, I think just by nature of the fact that she is magical and she was kind of hiding that in the first episode even though even though like this episode is the one that's very specifically an homage to uh-huh. bewitched um the first one was supposed to be a little bit more like Dick Van Dyke show I think but because oh. again 
She is magical. No matter what you do, there's always going to be a slight element of Bewitched to it because that yeah. was the whole plot of Bewitched was she was a witch and she yeah she even did a move that was like really bewitchy very when she Samantha was like, yeah when she was like mm-hmm. it was almost a nose twitch but then she kind of did like a hand thing when she was like trying to get the curtains yeah. to open and I was like yeah. that was funny there was I mean I think Elizabeth Olsen is very talented I enjoy mm-hmm. watching her and mm-hmm. I I was surprised by her in this in this sort of st- format like how she was doing and I also was excited for her because remember when she said that she was like kind of mad that she got trapped in Marvel because she, yeah that she missed out on 2015's The Lobster. <laughs> she was like, and I probably other films that would have oh, been yes, more The Lobster. Hard, you know, everyone's favorite. She but. said it specifically in an interview, and I it tickled me so much. Well, because it I went said, to it went to the Cannes Film Festival. So she was like, I could have been doing such art as The Lobster, but she's like. She, I thought, well, this is exciting because I bet she didn't think it would go here. She's had to do mm-hmm, all this yeah. weird shit in the movies, but then she kind of gets to do something that's a little more, you know, different type of challenging as an actor, mm-hmm. which is cool. And gotta say, the wigs were pretty good. They weren't great, <laughs> but they were much better I than the I actually felt the same way. I was going to comment on that and say, I thought the wig, whoever did the wigs on this was, was very, very nice. talented. She didn't mm-hmm. do a great uh, hairline, yeah. but she ventilated the parts enough that I knew that it was a part. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had that issue yeah. with some other characters. Uh, I mean, oh. Emma, they really hated Scarlett Johansson in these movies. Oh, and I yeah. cannot stress enough it's... that she really wronged somebody in the hair department. It's and so in the makeup department though. in some of those movies. Well, I've heard there are some um, actors who will like, insist on wearing wigs for every role because they want to just have that yeah. hair be a set, you know, where it's just mm-hmm. done separately. Yeah. They don't have to like damage their hair, all that right. kind of stuff. And I'm like, and I know that they're very expensive, but I'm thinking you're planning these movies, which make a billion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's almost no excuse for there to not be a, <laughs> yeah. the most expensive, beautiful, yeah. Yeah. perfect wig. I Why just can't understand. you just get a nice wig? It's yeah. they're available. You have the yeah. money. And we're yeah. looking at it the whole time. It's as important as any time. proper costume. I but, think about the one she wore in um, in Endgame a lot. The one where they were pretending that her hair oh, grew was out. growing out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She had like ombre <laughs> hair. Yeah. It was a Boy, weird. That was funny for me. Oh man, yeah. I had that totally was like forgotten. That was a that was funny though because I didn't think of it as growing out. I thought of it as like she dyed it like ombre. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really think they were trying to make us think she that her hair had grown out in the, made in the a, five years. A very strong <laughs> that, choice. <laughs> she like she like started she, dyeing her hair back to. Red or whatever it was, and just left the ends blonde. She's like, I'll just leave the ends blonde. You know, that's cute. <laughs> Let's just see. It looks Real like. edgy. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so episode three is called Now in Color. And in an homage to sitcoms <laughs> like the Brady Bunch. This one I got excited for. And Wanda's hair was so good in this. I, well, I really, really, really excited because I like 70s sitcoms. Yeah. Wanda is now several months pregnant and preparing her home for the baby with Vision. But strange power outages keep happening in the neighborhood and Vision grows increasingly suspicious of their idyllic sitcom life. A woman named Geraldine comes to call on Wanda. Vision goes to get the doctor and has a troubling conversation with Agnes and Herb. With Geraldine's help, Wanda gives birth to twins. She names them Billy and Tommy. She tells Geraldine, and is that something? Yeah, that is something. Billy okay. and Tommy. Okay. <laughs> Wait, she, what's Billy and Tommy is something? Yeah, those are their children, uh, canonically. Oh, that she's, 
Yeah, that in, she's looking for in Marvel. Yeah, the fucking dur- multiverse. Exactly. Like, Billy, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's kind of fun. Yeah, and they um, also eventually become um, superheroes in the Marvel <gasps> comics. Wait, so they they are real? They what are. The yeah, they, oh, they yeah they exist in the comics. I mean, like it's a similar thing where they're real but not real but they do get to like go on to be young avengers and they're one has super speed one has which kind of powers okay i actually think what happens is like their souls get this is in one version yeah their souls oh, get that's blown right. into, other kids. into other kids their souls Whoa. get blown into other no, kids Leah, was not a I sentence right. i expected to hear today. No. Leah, isn't don't they like isn't there like one storyline where yes they like like, like as you say, like the souls are Wanda and Vision's children, but they had like different parents. Yeah, maybe. They had, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you yeah. know what I like about comic books is any any wish and thought you have in your brain, you put it on the <laughs> paper, and everyone goes. That's what it is. Their souls are blown into other children, <laughs> mm-hmm. knocking the souls out of these children. Who gives a shit about them? Yeah. But that's I mean, wild. Yeah, they are. They are um, superheroes. Imagine being a kid and waking up and being like, "I'm now Tommy. <laughs> I was Kim yesterday." Yeah, that's wild. That's really crazy. Yeah, do they, are they aware? I don't know. I, I yeah. Eventually, I think when they become yeah. superheroes, Wiccan and Speed are their names. Oh, Wiccan, Wiccan and, and Speed. Speed. Yeah. All right. Huh. Yep. Well, Wanda tells Geraldine <laughs> that she's a twin brother. Had a twin brother named Pietro. Geraldine mentions <laughs> that he was killed by Ultron when that kind of, she, he, she kind of like mm-hmm. mumbled it and then mm-hmm. she goes kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. When Vision comes back inside, Geraldine is gone. Outside of Westview, Geraldine is expelled from some kind of force field and headlights surround her revealing a base camp outside of town. This is when I said, ooh, baby, now we are cooking with gas. That is how I, <laughs> I was <laughs> interested. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking, Nicole? This sort of feels like if you did an improv show after watching all the Marvel movies and just made it whatever. <laughs> you, you just like could go yeah. anywhere with it, say anything, uh-huh. you just call back all these little things. Things. It's totally irrelevant to what we've established and how they're mm-hmm. presented. Um, but this is like, yeah, that was really great when she got thrown out and she's in the base oh, camp. I, I was excited, it. but I th- I didn't think initially that she was part of that. I thought, oh no, they're gonna like study her, um, poke her. And oh, I watched it with a friend, and they were like, "Well, why is she wearing the sword emblem?" And I was like, "What sword?" <laughs> And then yep. I found out later, but I still don't really understand what sword is. Well, I felt like I knew that from the way she's talking to Wanda that she's knows something she doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I when when the whole thing they're all running toward her with like their guns or whatever, I was like, mm-hmm. this yeah. isn't normal that she's popped out here. So it seemed wrong. Um, yeah, because nobody's know. been able to get out yet. Like that's yeah, and which they explain in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, this whole idea of this town doesn't want people to come into it somehow. Monica does manage to come into it and then get and becomes Geraldine. She forgets that she's Monica, but mm-hmm. then she goes back to being Monica. And yeah. when they were like, she has no home. I was like, why is a uh. black lady homeless in this town? <laughs> why did they do that to my friend? And then it Ooh. literally didn't occur to me until the end of episode four. I was like, oh, she doesn't have a home because, because she got she sucked blipped. up. She doesn't live there. Yeah, she got blipped in. Yeah, essentially. it's uh, y- it was interesting to watching this when it aired because as far as Marvel news went, we already knew that Tayana Paris was playing Monica Rambo and then she showed up as Geraldine. So there was this oh. big like, what's going on? 
Oh, to that's hear. fun. That's interesting. Yeah. Marvel had a little sneaky little fun with they this. They did. And is this the episode where Catherine Hahn is like saying, she's kind of doing that wank and she's uh, like, yes, she did yeah. a great wank. The epic wank that I've seen in like a million gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's like she knows something's up. I think everyone in their souls, they're like, something's not right. They're all fighting her enchantment. Okay. Mm-hmm. It felt like Truman Show where they were like yes. trying to keep it under wraps that something's like I we're clearly standing like, in front of a fake tree right now. Uh-huh. It's like the opposite, it feels, because everyone in the Truman Show knew it was fake, but everyone yeah. here is like fighting to understand why they're all acting like this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting. That is it's interesting. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so episode four, we interrupt this program. A few weeks prior to the events of the series, Monica Rambo, Tiana Paris, who I really love. She's so she's pretty so and she's like pretty. so talented. Mm-hmm. The, she's in, fun. In the like f- first time we see her, I was like, she's yes, like, the I was like, you are she's an actress. So, so good in the series. <laughs> yeah. It's like almost not fair that she's as pretty as she like she's so talented <laughs> right? as well as I agree. Really yeah, I was like, frustrated and it's by like, that. You're like, well, how, why do you get it all? Yeah, you don't need to be what? this talented. Like you yeah. got you got the look going on yeah yeah it's not fair the grown-up <laughs> daughter of maria rambo who we met in captain marvel wakes up from the blip in in a hospital and the chaos of half the world's population returning she learns that she's been missing for five years and her mother has died she returns to work at sword a shield-like organization where she is ex- assigned to examine oh no what is that word anomaly, an anomaly yeah mm, mm-hmm. she got it in new jersey <laughs> jimmy Wu, randall park uh i love randall his- park Reprising oh. his role from Ant-Man and the Wasp, which we didn't see. So I didn't know Randall Park was in the universe. Me neither. It was a treat to see him because I love Randall. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets too close to the force field surrounding Westview and gets sucked into Wanda's sitcom, becoming Geraldine. Dr. Darcy Lewis, who has not been seen in the MCU since Thor Dark World. Is that um, the second Thor? Wait, who am I th- what is her name? Oh, uh, um, who plays her? Kat Denning. Yeah, Kat Dennings. I couldn't remember. Oh, my God. She's great. I love her. Is brought in with other specialists to examine the anomaly. Uh, Darcy identifies the broadcast signal coming out of the town and Jerry rigs a way to watch WandaVision. The team identifies most of the cast of the show as missing persons from the missing town. They watch Geraldine question Wanda about Pietro and which is so funny that her accent comes back for Pietro. I know. I know. Is that a joke? I was mad. I think it's, <laughs> I think what it is is that it's a it's an intentional shift where Wanda's been putting on these affectations of the different sitcoms that she's in and then when mm-hmm. when um Monica brings in the concept of the real world that's when she kind of like starts to like glitch out yeah. of her own reality mm-hmm. into real reality and so the accent starts to come back. Mm. Um, we then see what really happened. Wanda became angry and expelled her. Monica returns to base camp and we're now caught up with the events of the previous episode. It's all Wanda, she says. Back in Westfield, or no, Westview, Wanda seems (laughs) to briefly remember that Vision is dead. Vision tells Mm. them that they don't need to stay in Westview and Wanda assures him that they do and she has everything under control. Yeah, so she sees his head all gray yeah. with like a hole like when he mm-hmm. died which was a very tragic scene yeah but then I'm sad. like what does it mean that he's 
actually dead. Like, I don't understand. So this is a different timeline, sort of like what we've been dealing with? Or No. No, she's made him. She, yeah. like, made him up. She's she has, like, like fabricated him. Yeah, she's, yeah, she's like, oh. fabricated him into this reality. And so it was the moment of, again, her being confronted with actual reality because of Monica knowing about the existence of Ultron that mm-hmm. she then sees, like, vision as he actually is, which is dead with a hole in his head. Um, mm. And then she rewrites the scene to be all happy in 70s sitcom. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I think I think Monica's boss at one point says that she has stolen the vision's body. Yeah. Uh, which is not true. That is, yeah. spoiler alert, that is a lie. <laughs> spoiler alert, Monica's boss is a dick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wow. Okay, well, I'm interested to watch more personally. I think I might actually finish it. I want to know where it goes. Me too. (laughs) There there is an an iconic, memeable scene from this show that happens later in the series that I was going to play, but if you don't want to be spoiled... I kind of oh. don't. Okay. I yeah. I don't think I really want to. Be Isn't that either. insane? It's right. crazy. It's a pretty fun <laughs> like, show. Like coming to this episode, I was like, "What is happening to me? Do I love Marvel now?" <laughs> I know. And I think the answer is yes. It brings everyone together. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. I will say, visiting um, Avengers Campus, mm-hmm. um, I did feel <laughs> like I understood what was going on, and I felt like I fit in. I'll just say I, that. Yeah. Just the text message of a picture of you and Loki. I screamed before I read anything. I was like, <laughs> yeah. she met Loki. And then you were like, I screamed Loki. And I was like, oh, this is pretty funny. I think one of my friends, when she was visiting Avengers Campus, it was like late in the day. And, you know, you walk around a theme park a long time. It was a busy day. No benches or anything to sit on. So she just... She just sat on the ground. Um, and I guess that like Loki came over and gave her shit about just sitting Aww. on the ground. <laughs> He's That's got funny. a sense of humor. I also saw I Doctor Strange it. while I was there, but I didn't get a photo. Oh, how fun. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> happening to me. I was like, oh. I was like, I was like, guys, guys. It, to my nephews who I didn't really care. I was like, it's Doctor Strange. You want to go talk to him? And they're like, no. They're like, no. I was like, okay. <laughs> Where's Spider-Man? <laughs> yeah. They would have been really happy. My nephew would have been thrilled if we saw Spider-Man, but I don't know if he walks around. Maybe he does. I think there's they feels like he should. Spider-Man. He should Come on. Like, yeah. I know. Wait, I have a question. So on WandaVision, his boss, he comes back for episode two with a new wife or no? It's the when she gives birth, doesn't his boss wait, oh that's, no, that's a doctor. That's a different guy. That's a different oh, guy. Oh, I just got so confused. Nicole, did you recognize um like the mean the mean lady? Oh yeah. Yeah, um, Dottie, the evil, the evil mom, the blonde. leader. Yeah, that's uh, no. Emma Caulfield from Buffy. That's oh, from Anya. Buffy. Yeah. Yes. Also from Drop Dead Diva, Josh Stamberg, mm. <laughs> who plays oh. director Hayward. <laughs> A television series that I loved. Was it good? I wouldn't say that. <laughs> but it is about a thin woman who drives oh, yeah, into an orange diva. truck and then her soul gets sent back into a fat lady's body oh. and you know it's funny when a thin person has to be fat yeah, how will she ever Height get of through comedy. the day she's always like I'm so hungry and I don't it sounds like a Tommy and Billy situation hey. yes. Yes. a soul Our got soul whispered into, into a fat body <laughs> um, okay well let's take a quick break and we'll be back with a little bit more
for the awards of One Division. One Division was nominated for eight Emmys, fifteen Creative Ooh. Arts Emmys. They won three of them and Ooh. two Golden Globe awards. One for Paul Bettany and one for Elizabeth Olsen. That's really nice. successful. Yes, mm-hmm. in the reception, it was the series was the most watched series premiere on Disney Plus and the most viewed title of January 2021 across all major streaming platforms in the U.S. That's nice. Wow. Yeah. It was well received by critics, holding a 91 percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Richard Roper called it a painstakingly crafted, impressively spot on tribute to the evolution of the American sitcom. Wow. And many reviewers noted that the way WandaVision explored themes of grief and loss was well-timed for audiences who were living through the, if you ever heard of it, <laughs> COVID-19 pandemic. Wow. Good <laughs> Lord. Well, I can't wait to get to all of the grief and pain. Um, <laughs> so here's a little trivia for y'all. Um, mm. The first episode was actually filmed from a live studio audience. Oh, How fun. Was. That is yeah. fun. I bet COVID fucked that for them. Yeah. Yeah. I... Like, it felt so real. So it's, like, nice to mm-hmm. know that, like, <laughs> they didn't really have to, like, you know, act like there was an audience there, that there was somebody yeah. giving them there something. was a, there's, like, a, on Disney Plus, a little documentary about the making of WandaVision, and they talk about the fact that they did uh, film it in front of a studio audience. Fun. It was really cool to see. That's cool. Yeah. I, it, like... I just had a fleeting moment where I was like, I'll watch that too. And then it left so quickly. <laughs> I was like, I simply couldn't well, do that. not enough time in the world. <laughs> oh my God. Um, each commercial references a traumatic event in Wanda's past. Dang. Mm. The Stark Industries toaster represents her parents' death and both, wait, what? Okay, I did feel like they were zooming in on that in a way that I was supposed to understand something. Yeah, but... the the blinking light on the the bomb that blew up and, and oh, killed her parents. Okay, and, and then, oh. yeah, and then she and Pietro were waiting for the. I think there were like, t- I Leah, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think there were like two bombs, and the one went off, and her parents got killed, and she and Pietro managed to live, and then they're just like watching and waiting the for the other one to explode, there, but it never. Yeah, did. there's like another one that they, they oh. like, yeah. like stay still under like the rubble because they don't know when it's going to explode. So yeah. She has that like memory. Yeah. Oh God. Well, the Strucker watch and Hydra baths uh, bath soak represent how her and her brother were tortured. Great, cheerful. <laughs> I think. I, I think like my them. favorite. Commercial is the is the fourth episode. There's is one that, where they reference the Lagos um, oh, paper towels. I like the juice one or the the snack packs one, the like claymation one with the kid on the island. Oh, yeah, I yeah. think that's in like episode six or something. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Fun. Um, Wanda's voice saying pre- previously on WandaVision at the beginning of each episode gets progressively less cheerful. Yes, it does. Wow. It was fun. That's fun. They get to play that a lot is of fun, fun. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As she's like losing her control over her finely crafted reality. Mm-hmm. This. Yeah. I mean, it seems like they really took their time and did a lot of shit with this. A lot of nuances. Mm. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Woo does close-up magic in his first scene, a reference to his character's fascination with Scott Lang's card trick skills in Ant-Man in mm-hmm. The Wasp. Okay. Well, we, again, we didn't see that one. So that's one excuse for why we didn't get that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, cinematographer Jess Hall used 47 different camera lenses for the seven time periods covered in WandaVision and used lights from each filmmaking time period. See, I did think this wow. was true. It, from each mm-hmm. filming time period to align with the era being portrayed. That's fucking cool. Yeah. It, it does. It look, felt that way. Yeah, it looks yeah. really visually accurate. Mm-hmm. And also something I noticed in in rewatching these episodes before recording this podcast was like the way that the barrier around Westview is. It looks when they like try to breach it. It looks sort of like a TV. It like looks like TV, TV screen. Yeah. 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 
I also like the aspect ratio changing and you see it. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that was what super I was, was going to read here. The as they use multiple aspect ratios. The 1950s to 70s episodes are framed in 4 by 3 to replicate the boxy feel of early televisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then this will be fun to watch. The 80s to 2010s episodes are in full frame 16 by 9 for the modern TV format. And the scenes that were outside of the show were shot in that classic letterbox look that's so prevalent in cinematic blockbusters. So that's fun that we're going to get up to the 2010s. I wasn't expecting that. I'm excited. Me too. Okay, so the budget for each episode, Jesus Christ, was $25 million. <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. That seems really unnecessary. That seems so Yeah, much. fully unnecessary. But honestly, I guess it was. They did a good job. They used every fucking penny. I, but even mm-hmm. the first episode, it's like it's just shot on a soundstage. <laughs> um, it makes it the most expensive television series in history upon release. It was reported that the fourth season of Stranger Things had a budget of $30 million per episode. But do you think each kid's getting $2 million? I maybe mm, I hope not. That's that seems why I hope not. That's <laughs> a bad. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, it's a lot of the money. show establishes Scarlet Witch <laughs> as the strongest and most powerful member of the Avengers, a theory supported by Kevin Feige. However, Brie Larson has argued in interviews that Captain Marvel is actually the strongest character in the MCU. Um, uh, I would say based on the ending of this and also Doctor Strange, I'm on board with the Wanda. Being yeah. the strongest. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I feel like if Kevin Feige were to say someone mm-hmm. is the strongest, I probably wouldn't go, no, my character was, but yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you already have the job. I'm going to say whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Kevin, it's me. <laughs> every, just progressively, every single person who's played yeah, Avengers like, comes forward. It's like, actually, it's Ant-Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, maybe... Maybe Brie Larson is like Captain Marvel doesn't have as much baggage to hold. Oh yeah, I mean, there's there is a lot of emotional baggage. With, you know, so Wanda. she's like super clear headed all the time. So that mm. makes her a little stronger. Yeah, but, but I, you yeah. know, once Wanda I gets think... into good, you know, finds herself a good therapist, uh, mm-hmm. starts then she's a definitely good meds regimen. Yeah, she'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's time for our segment, Is Chris in This? This is a segment mm-hmm. where we simply answer if a Chris was in this show. And was any of the our main, were any of our main Chris's in this? And no. Mm-mm. No. And should any Chris be in this film? Maybe not one of the four Chris's. It could be, again, Christine Baranski, I think, would fit right in. I think she would fit in. Absolutely. She comes up all the time. Also, Chris Kattan. This could have been his comeback. <laughs> Put him in. Put him in, coach. I would have been thrilled to see that. Uh, <laughs> this segment is, is kiss in this? <laughs> Was there a kiss in here? Um, Did they kiss Vision and Wanda? I they feel like maybe yeah, like a beds. peck. Yeah, it was very chaste sitcom mm-hmm. kissing. Yeah. They, I mean, it was implied that they did a little more than kissing when she magicked their beds oh, together. Yeah. To, yeah, 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 yeah. To yeah. signify... Like, get over here, baby. Well, yeah, it was to, like, <laughs> signify the change of in the 50s, they always slept in separate twin beds. And then, yeah. you know, in the later 60s into the 70s, finally, married couples were allowed to sleep in the same bed in sitcoms. And, you know, they pulled the covers up over their head and there was a little flate fade to black. So... Yeah. Mm-hmm. We can assume. Yeah. They be fucking. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, that's great for them. I'm so happy. <laughs> um, now it's time for our segment, Five Stark Industries. This is the segment where we read positive reviews about our own show. <laughs> this one comes from Chris Wright. I really 65. love when you phrase it like that. It's so funny to me. <laughs> it comes from Chris Wright, 65. Five stars, wig review podcast. I look forward to hearing Nicole's review of the wigs in each movie. Would rate six out of five if I could. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. The wigs in this were, I thought, really great. Yeah, I really like I agree. the 70s wigs, particularly. Yeah, me too. Those are really I will cool. say the hairline on Wanda is not great, N- not, but the part mm-hmm. is very good. I just And when she gets wet, you see one. it, you're like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it, it, she blow dries it rather quickly with powers, and I was like, on board again. Yes. <laughs> um, and then all, all of, uh, what is her name? Monica Rambo? Yes, the character. Yeah, all Tiana of her Harris. hair looked really good. I yeah. They did her very nice. She was very kind in the hair trailer. <laughs> and they said, we will do we you like you. And right. You- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, OK, so in addition to Apple reviews, we're also going to read reviews from Letterboxd. And if you don't mm. know what that is. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so here's, sorry. And then we're going to give it. like a star review. OK, so this Letterboxd review is by Emma. Emma said, how is the MCU able to sustain itself for so long without the presence of Katherine Hahn? Okay. Uh-huh. They gave it four and a half. Yeah. And then and this one is from Andrea. Mom, the bi- multi-billion dollar corporation is making me cry again. That's funny. Aww. Wow. Okay. I can't wait till it makes me cry. Um, Emma. <laughs> yeah. I did not write that review yeah, about I was gonna Catherine say, Hahn, but. Seems like you did, a- Emma. Agree. Agree with it strongly, though it was not actually me. It was an extension of myself with the For same name sure. as me. What is your uh, one sentence review and star rating for WandaVision, Emma? And then oh, we'll go around the room. Goodness. Um, my one sentence review is uh, sad woman use power to make life happy, learns big lessons about grief. Five stars. <laughs> Love okay. it. Um, I think I would say. Um, surprises at every turn. You think it's going one way, but then it goes the other. Four and a half stars. I'm almost going to get five. I just don't know. I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm at four stars. And my review is good wigs, great wigs, spectacular wigs. Yeah. Um, Storyline good for me, too. Mm-hmm. We'll watch more. Can you even? Yeah, wow. Yeah. I mean, can't, I can't even, honestly. I'm shocked. Yeah. At the way this is gone, yeah, I'm blown mm-hmm. away. I'm absolutely flabbergasted. I don't feel like I, I, we have one more film to watch, and I'm like, it's not going to top how we feel about this. I don't believe. Yeah, I'm I don't think so. Shocked. What film do you have left? The Eternals. The Eternals. Oh, yeah, it's not going to top this. Wigs, not as good. Okay. Oh no! no. So it's not the as bar good. Low yeah, right. I was going to ask Nicole, how many stars does something get for you if it like? Do you give an automatic star for good wigs? Well, I haven't really been giving stars based on wigs, just like gut feelings. Um, Mm -hmm. But most of the Avengers movies I didn't like, except for Endgame and Infinity War. And, you know, Scarlett Johansson's wig in that really, really made me upset. (laughs) And I might watch, what's her, who is she? Black Black Widow. No, Black (laughs) Widow. I might watch that movie just to see what they do with the wigs. Because I'm curious. I was going to watch it on a plane, and then I was like, (laughs) I I couldn't possibly (laughs) watch it right now. No. I have to watch uh, HGTV. I was going to say, HGTV is really the answer for flights, Mm -hmm. I've I've found. 
Um, yes. All right. Well, everyone out there, please, please write us a review on Apple Podcasts and please. give us five stars because that's what you want to do. And we'll pick another one to read on the next episode. And please rate us on Spotify. Please. 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 Oh, please. my God. And also, if you have any criticisms, please tweet them at me. Okay, great. I and do enjoy reading them. Of them. Leave Lauren out of it, but tell me what you're mad about this week. <laughs> Love it. Um, what did I miss? Oh, my God. Emma, we yes. are so, so happy to Thank have you today. You. Thank oh, you yeah. for doing this. Is there Thanks anything you would me. like to plug? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, I'm in the uh, upcoming, I'm not sure when this episode's airing. The season's probably airing at this point of um, actually, I don't know what season it is. It's it's many seasons in, but the new one starts <laughs> July 5th. I'm Amazing. on some time this season. Um, so, you know, follow me on Twitter at Emma Fife to uh, know about that. And then, uh, yeah. Uh, we're streaming video games on the, the the fandom Twitch channel now. So that's twitch.tv slash fandom. And we're there every Thursday playing games, 3 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. So Amazing. come see us. Thank you so much. Yes, thank yeah. you. Um, well, we'll be back next week with Spider-Man Far From Home. So I guess what I said was... Not Incorrect. true. <laughs> well, listen, we are watching them in a funky order, but releasing them in release order? I don't no. know. But I, what we, are we doing? We are releasing these out of order, but technically this does take place before Far From Home because this oh, is taking place right, right after Endgame and mm-hmm. you'll see. Okay. It's, oh, summer, yeah. it's, it's a I summer will vacation. See. You know what's going on and we don't need to know what's going there on. There we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Someone's got this covered. But yeah, Far From Home did come out in 2019 and then there was no Marvel Studios content for a full year because of the pandemic. And then oh, yeah. was 2021. Got it. Wow. Really slowed them down. A bit. Got it. Um, well, amazing. Thank you so much, Emma. And Thank you. we will see you all next week. Bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. was a HeadGum original.